Hello listeners. Welcome to the third episode of the special series Crisis Management Framework for Businesses During Scenarios Like COVID-19. In continuation of the last week, this week Greg and I would focus on the last two stages of BOSS framework, which is standardization and Kaizen loop. Post phase of strategy and execution. I would highly recommend if you haven't listened to the first and the second episode of Crisis Management Framework, then you should listen to them before you hear this third episode. Hey Greg, welcome back. Uh the fourth part it looked like the third time was not the charm and I have to get you back to the fourth part of the special series master recorded on crisis management or co- during the covid scenario. So, thank you for taking time out. Fourth time. Oh, thank you. Thanks for having me. It's fun. It's great. As long as I can help entrepreneurs, I'm happy. Yeah, and I'm learning too. So, along the way you're helping all the listeners so <laughs> great fantastic yeah uh, so we ended on execution and you gave a lot of good perspective on the execution piece and uh, definitely the restaurant the chinese restaurant example which you shared was very interesting but somewhere uh, i feel normalcy has to come in and seep in as well as part of this entire crisis and there is the new normal as people are talking about so mm-hmm. and i do see standardization as part of that uh, of the boss framework uh and keeping crisis and standardization in the new normal in mind what's your perspective how companies should approach standardization in this in this era well first of all let's def- let's define what standardization is right so uh, okay. the analogy i like to use pe- for people is when you learn you document what you learn right so if mm-hmm. you go to college you go to college and you get a textbook and the textbook book is full of stuff that other people have learned and so they take what other people have learned and then they teach you what's been taught over time and then you're supposed to take that and, and then make it better or start from that place instead of starting from where everybody has already learned right so if you look at science science and uh astrophysics quantum physics uh they are based off of you know einstein's theory of relativity right so if you have not documented that in the first place people would have started uh down the road when that lesson has already been learned right okay so when you look at standardization the idea of standardization is to is to leave a breadcrumb trail of what you did and how you get there how you got there through time and that's made out of a framework called accountabilities best practices and triggers so hmm. accountability's best practices and triggers are the um sorry about that ding i turned everything off and then it just fired up <laughs> oh that's okay so um accountability's best practices and triggers are as follows and accountability is the functional area that's responsible for whatever you're uh, documenting the best practice is the way that that's done and the trigger is the when it starts so you have who accountability how best practice when trigger so that gives you the framework of it so you have triggers that are monthly weekly daily when i get an email when a new customer starts so on and so forth so now you have okay who is supposed to handle this situation when it when the trigger comes up oh that's the accountable all right how do i go about fixing it that's the best practice and these things are very simple do not over engineer this this is extremely simple it's literally if you were sitting next to me and you were a new employee i would say hey when you get an email 
you need to do this and then you need to open this and open this and fill this out and then close it. That's mm -hmm. it. It's that simple. Don't over-engineer it. It's literally for humans to function. Now, that's what standardization does. It standardizes, leaves a breadcrumb trail and, and documents IP further down the line so that if you're trying to put together IKEA furniture, you have instructions. Try trying to put together IKEA furniture without instructions. Yep. Now, think about down the line on your North Star, you want to sell your business. You go yep. try to sell your business without some sort of how your business runs, you're going to have a really rough time. The reason why is because the buyer wants to know if, if that synergy is realistic. Culturally, is it going to fit? The process isn't going to fit. And where, fit, where are they going to find efficiencies? And you have laid this out for them on a golden platter with accountabilities, best practices, and triggers, right? So they can see how your business runs. They can find the efficiencies, so on and so forth. It's really easy. Another thing is when new employees start, the average cost of a new employee is 33% of their wage. So yep. if you're paying somebody $100,000 and then 33% of that goes to the cost, that's $33,000 per employee. So if you're hiring two of them, $67,000, right? And so in the growth stage, which usually you are in by the time you get to standardization, the, the big, huge cost you have is the cost of growth, and that is headcount. So what we want to do is optimize the effectiveness of when the employee starts to the employee that the usage of that employee, the productivity of that employee gets to you know, 80, 90% as fast as possible to cut down that burn. Okay. So the reason why it's so expensive is because the employee starts and now they have to, they sit at their desk and they're just all by themselves. And they're like, okay. And, and they usually will assign somebody to sort of mentor them. Now you've got two people that are absorbed in that cost. The person that's being, that's being trained, that's being paid. And the person that's doing the training that's being paid. If you do accountabilities and best practices correctly, you start these employees in a boot camp. you teach them how boss works, and you teach them how best practices work, and then you put them in the field, and then they shadow uh, another employee in the same functional area for a week, and then they go in their own department, and they should be on their own. So instead of three months or six months of somebody uh, catering to help somebody along their path uh, in the business maturity, this person can just refer to the best practices. And so what I would train my people is I would say, listen, if John gets hired and does the shadowing, and then after that, John goes to his desk, and then John asks Karen, uh, how, does, how does he accomplish this? She should send the link to the best practice. This should be cultural yep. because the people need to learn how to help themselves, right? Yep. And if the best practices, if the knowledge base that holds this stuff isn't doing that job, then you change it until it does do that job. Okay. Now, that's another reason. And an, yet another reason, so I think I'm on four now, another reason why you want to do that is how do you find efficiencies in a business mm -hmm. if you don't have how the thing runs in the first place? Okay. Right? You don't have anywhere to start. You're, you have to go back and do the same problem that we were talking about when a new employee comes. If a manager comes on and says, I want to create an optimization strategy here, you have to sit there and watch them do their job, blah, blah, blah. Instead of why don't you just read the best practices? And in the best practices, I would see things like, I open this tab and then later on, I do this, I do this, and then I open this other tab and then I take the stuff from this tab and paste it into that tab. And right there, I'm like, okay, there's an inefficiency. And I go to engineering and I'm like, hey, is there a way I can reduce the, just add the stuff from this tab to that tab automatically? 
They're like, yeah. So how do you clock this? How do you figure out how, how much it's worth? What the value of optimization is in standardization? It's very simple. If a task is done and that task takes 10 minutes and it's done six times a day, it's a 60-minute task. The person yeah. makes, you know, let's say the person makes $100 an hour. That means that task is $100. That task is done by 20 people and now you've got a, a $600 efficiency. It's that simple, right? So you take how long it takes, how many times it's done, by how many people do it, and how much that those people make, and you can figure out the actual cash value of that efficiency. And that is incredible when you really get into Kaizen and you get mm -hmm. into continuous improvement because you can choose the areas and you can use the standardization in order to figure out where you should create these efficiencies. And this creates a really really efficient company. Now, what does that do? That grows the value driver margin, which drops more to your bottom line EBITDA uh, as well as your gross margin because you figure out how to become more efficient and then you figure out how to free up more cash that's being absorbed just because you're not efficient. It's the most ridiculous thing you ever used. It's like driving down the freeway with your tires half empty and then saying, why am I getting bad gas mileage? And all you have to do is figure out, oh, my tires are half empty and then put some air in them. Yep. You know, it's, the standardization is so perfect right now. And when I think about the current scenario, there's so many layoffs happening or furloughs happening by companies. Instead of letting people go, if they think about how can we simplify and, and they, because they're letting people go, they have to stop certain parts of the business as well, which you hear in the news. Mm -hmm. Instead of doing that, instead of stopping what they started and the North Star, they are almost saying that they are going to stop the North Star or certain parts of the North Star or the certain parts of the strategy. Instead, they focus on standardization uh, and try to simplify their lives. Uh, that will really help. Yes, there will be certain uh, manners law avoided now because of standardization, to your point, because there is efficiencies now brought into place, but you don't need to stop your strategy or you don't need to get away from your strategy what's happening right, right. yeah so you know an analogy i used i was doing a uh, a session for um a bunch of uh, uh women that were creating vision board like a, a group of women that were doing a vision board and i used boss for that and they they found me and wanted me to do it. and i thought oh this would be fun let's see if boss works for women that are putting together a vision board and the analogy i used for them was if you are going to the grocery store and you don't have a strategy and you don't have, even if you do have a strategy, you don't have some form of standardization, you're going to go zigging, zagging through the store all over from aisle to aisle, back and forth, back and forth, trying to pick things up. Uh, and the efficiency is going to be way less than if you started with aisle one and picked up what you need uh, and then reached the checkout, right? And so businesses, a lot, you'd be amazed how many businesses zigzag all over the place instead of do the most efficient route from a to b right yep. it's just absolutely incredible the, the the waste is just just it's staggering and i see it all the time almost every business um the the last point i want to make that's really important when it comes to standardization is the idea of when you move into uh you know the the acquisition process and you sit down with somebody, they're trying to figure out what efficiencies they call redundancies are, right? 
So mm -hmm. where do they already have people? And so they can let some of your people go and reduce the cost. So you go into an exit and they're trying to figure out where can they free up cash. So if you're operating at a 20 point EBITDA margin, and that includes shared services, but they have shared services and you show yep. them and you have documented how your shared services work, they can adopt those shared services faster, which reduces the working capital adjustment that gets deducted from your acquisition. So not only does it make it easier to get acquired, but it also adds money to, you know, what actually gets moved into your pocket, you know, now. Okay the the this leads to sort of kaizen and you know kaizen just is a japanese term that means continuous yep. improvement and mm -hmm. you know the japanese had this uh, car company called toyota uh, yep. which was just this dumpster fire of a car company back in the day it was just everything was breaking it was just just shit 100 yep. way around and then they developed this concept of kaizen continuous improvement constantly improving and never releasing in order to come up with what their North Star, which was the perfect car, and they broke down what the perfect car should be based on what, what was in the market, right? So yep. they had this car was, was really good in this way, and this car was really good in that way, but neither one of them were good in each other's ways. So they said, we want everything. And they started going through this Kaizen. Now, when you mm -hmm. do the Kaizen, and I call it the Kaizen loop, and that's because when you have everything and you've gone through your North Star and you have your strategy and you're executing on your strategy and you're standardizing things as you go with the way things work, now you go back through and you say, okay, how do I increase my multiple by increasing my growth margin retention numbers, my value drivers? How do I make my company more efficient? How do I reduce the burn rate? So on and so forth, right? Whatever it is that you're trying to do. And you go in and you say, all right, let's take a look first at standardization. Let's see how things operate, how they work. And what you're looking for is how they actually function based on, and you're also looking at the KPIs that result of that. Now, for one second, I want to mention this. If you have KPIs for your employees, key performance indicators for your employees, and you don't have best practices, your KPIs are trash. The reason why is because the people in your business are all doing things differently. Like I said earlier, you may have one person racing through aisle to aisle and somebody else going back and forth, and you have these two KPIs, and you're like, oh, this guy sucks, and this guy's really good. Well, no, maybe that's not the case. Maybe they're doing things differently. So your KPIs mm -hmm. are flawed. If you don't have standardization and everybody isn't doing it, you're doing the same thing, you, your KPIs are automatically flawed. So when yep. you go back through the Kaizen loop, if you have standardization, first you look at the KPIs, which tell you where to focus. So if you see that your CAC to LTV ratio is off, then you go, okay, let me go through and look at how sales and marketing functions. Okay. You know, if my retention numbers are down, let me go in and look at how service delivery functions. And you go look at the best practices. And as you're reading through them, things will just stand out. They just do. They just stand out right in front of you, like I said earlier on you know, somebody opening four tabs and pasting things back and forth. And you're like, man, this is huge inefficiencies. Now what you do is you make a list of these things. And then, mm -hmm. like I said, it's a loop, right? You make a list of these things. You go back all the way through to strategy and you put those things inside of missions that melt down into the strategy and the, and the key results. And then they get executed on. And then 
It spits out results that show up in standardization. The Kaizen allows you to review those things and go back and do the loop again. And then you just keep looping around. The difference is when something like COVID happens, you interrupt that mm -hmm. cycle because you slide in crisis management, right? Until you get back to normalization. Then when you get back to normalization, you go back through the cycle again. It's built to handle the five reasons why businesses fail on a consistent basis. Um, and it's built as simple as I could possibly design it. So it's very easy to follow. And these are well known. And I, if I just look at all the five areas, these are pretty well known. But, you know, companies often neglect that. They go behind the new shiny tools, the new shiny jargons, and they forget the basics. And if I just look at what you've narrated in the four episodes, Craig, you know, it's going back to the basics. It's going back to the war gaming tactics, which you shared earlier um, in the parts earlier it's it's amazing how things are such applicable in this current scenario of covid yeah you use this in covid you know what i it, it, my businesses all had this in place so it was very easy for us um mm -hmm. but if you don't have this in place and you're sitting at home trying to figure out what to do start by getting the framework in place and then go back and put in the uh you know the covid uh, crisis management stuff that we covered on the other episodes, and then you will get control of your business. I mean, let's face it, fear comes from not knowing, not not predicting. People are scared when they don't know what's going to happen yep. because those are the things that are uh, outside of your circle of influence. So mm -hmm. your circle of influence can contract and expand based on your ability to understand how you're going to react to what happens in the future, and that's what the structure does. And it's not just for COVID, it's all the time. And for the benefit of the audience, where can they find this framework? Where is BOSS? Is it paid? Is it free? The, the, yeah, I mean, I it's gregoryshepard.com. So G-R-E-G-O-R-Y-S-H-E-P-A-R-D.com. And there's a button called BOSS on there. And you can go in there and you also uh, subscribe. And you will get every time there's a podcast, every time there's a new video, uh, a new article, I have on there, listen, read, watch. And I have that because I don't know how people consume data and I have a auditory processing disorder myself and dyslexia. So for me, I like to watch and listen, but some people like to read. So I have watch, listen, read. So it's there for you, however you want to consume it and everything's in there. Um, if you subscribe, then you get templates and stuff like that as well. So. Uh, and there will be an academy at one point that we're working on out of demand. Um, but, you know, go to the website, knock yourself out. I want to help you, uh, entrepreneurs. I really do. So <laughs> go, to your, go to the website. If there's something in there, contact me, and I'll build something. If you don't understand it, I'll just, you know, explain it a different way. I'd love your feedback. Definitely, and I'm sure you're going to get a lot of feedback. So be ready for your email to get flooded or your Twitter <laughs> or, or your LinkedIn. So thanks a lot, Greg. I think this was an amazing four-part series. Uh, really appreciate you taking time out and helping my audience to go through this and understand how they can combat COVID-19 and see the light at the end of the tunnel, I would say. And no, it's not a train. Yep. Ha, 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 ha.
Thank you for your time. I appreciate it. Thanks a lot, Greg. You have a good day. Stay safe. Namaste, my friend. Namaste. Thank you. Thank you for listening in. And we close yet another episode of Masters Decoded. If you've enjoyed the episode, please, you can help us out by sharing it on social media. I would personally appreciate that. It's how we can reach more listeners and the more listeners we have, the more awesome guests I can get in touch and convince to participate in these conversations that are a joy to have for me and I hope they are a joy for you to listen as well. You can also help a lot leaving reviews on iTunes or your podcast service of choice. Reviews are surprisingly helpful in supporting the podcast to get to more listeners. If this episode has intrigued you, I would request you to subscribe to the podcast to stay up to date and get notified to the future episodes. With that, I bid you and see you in the next episode.